Joining us now in our studios is uh, Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Marting. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Once again, thank you so much for coming in. A busy night. You haven't had a council meeting, it seemed like a long time, with uh, Unite to Unite last week. And, uh, of course, the last couple of uh, weeks of uh, July are a good time, hopefully, to take a vacation if you're (laughs) you're a counselor or work there. But but now What is that? I kind of don't know what that means, Jeff. Do you know what that means? Uh, Well, I haven't taken one recently, but... uh, (laughs) All right, so we need to get on that. Yeah, maybe a picnic or something. Let's talk talk about first of all branding uh, yeah. that has been going on and working on Northfield's rebrand last night uh, and from what I understand from uh, Rich Larson uh, Jeff Johnson <laughs> took center stage oh. yesterday there's a guy named Jeff Johnson not to be yeah. confused with me folks because yeah. I don't do uh, design work stuff like that but mm-hmm. but playing a big role uh, one of the leaders of the uh, consulting firm that is mm-hmm. uh, helping Northfield with the rebranding opportunities uh, talk about what uh, what was said last night was brought up. Yeah, so Jeff, I think it's just an excellent opportunity and people were really pleased with Jeff and his work. He has a really strong track record and he's very energetic and loves our community. And uh, they have just really expressed an understanding of what makes Norfield special and that we're confident that we are going to get a custom brand that really reflects the love that people have for our community. And he's committed to our community, to getting that understanding and really delivering on a top-notch brand and strategy, really, to how to implement it in our community. And this is a fantastic opportunity for us as a small town to really get a cohesive a cohesive message out there about who we are and what makes Norfield really special and unique. Turn my microphone back on. What has he done so far? Is it? Uh, are, is he just getting on board? Has he been working with us for a while? Do we have any results? Or well, no, what, he's uh... not. He's not done anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In fact, I think we're we're be approving his contract at the August twenty second city council meeting. So there's just been a lot of due diligence that's been done by the branding committee, mm-hmm. and of which you participated in some of that. Were individually interviewed, right? And so there was a lot of that background work foundation that happened with the branding committee. And then we sought out uh, consultants to see where which one would be the best fit to help us move forward. And Replace really rose to the top very quickly for so many people, and I'm just really excited to be working with them. All right. One, one area that... Um or a couple of things that, that he's done, I think, of works. Johnny Pops, he has a local connection where he's done some private branding work for, for them, local connection to St. Olaf. He started with them when they were a Johnny startup. Pops? Johnny yeah. Pops, yeah. That, yeah, the oh, actual the, ice, the ice, yeah, the little uh, oh, ice cream frozen treat oh, that okay, you know yeah. came from an Olaf, uh, some Olaf yeah, grads man. that started so, that. Yeah, yeah. How, how did Johnny Pops <laughs> tie into this rebranding of Northfield again? Yeah, that was an example of his work. He's done a oh, number okay. of cities, Columbia Heights. I think one, as we talk about, you know, the tagline issue of colleges, uh, cows, colleges, and contentment, which is yeah. maybe part of the brand and that we did yeah. find has some connection. Yeah. Um, he's done work for his up. He did work for the state fair, uh, upgrading uh, their logo and design. So they took a historic, beloved, and iconic brand and made it seem fresh, modern, and fun with a new generation. And so that was another, I think, ex- example of you know if you can take something as beloved and cherished to Minnesota and help you know get that updated and fresh and people embrace it. You know, I think that speaks to it. He did talk a lot about um, his connection to Minnesota and Northfield, uh, specifically that he has some connections here. 
And I think he's a very creative person that probably made him stand out in his design aesthetic in particular. So he's got, he's got a lot of great samples. If you want to dig deeper, we've got some of that example of his work in the uh, materials that was presented last night. All right. Let's, uh... But everybody be still, right? <laughs> Nobody's saying for sure we're doing away with or putting out to pasture, cows, colleges, and contentment. So just stay tuned, everybody. It's going to be okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to uh, some of the uh, obligation bonds, u- utilities, and uh, bonding for those uh, utilities. And we're looking at uh, $18 million, so not an insignificant amount. Uh, what is that for, and what was the uh, action taken last night? Yeah, so there's uh, various projects that it's really funding. So there is $3.4 million for various stormwater system improvements. That's for our 2023 storm repair project. Also, the covers the stormwater share of the costs uh, for our road construction project here in 2023. Um, just really a lot of significant uh, updates. Also includes the wastewater treatment plant updates and maintenance that are just really important to the overall maintaining, ensuring this is like the unexciting part of city stuff, right? Everything that's underneath the surface that nobody really sees or pays attention to. Really, really important that we keep it up to date, that it receives regular maintenance because we all depend on it to work. Businesses, residences uh, alike. And so this is just part of our due diligence with that and ensuring that we maintain a quality infrastructure system. Let's talk about the uh, wastewater treatment. We went through a time a few years back where there was a couple of fires and unfortunate incidents mm-hmm. kind of brought to light. You know, we need to be modernized a little bit more and it's not really poised for the future. Uh, where are we at? Uh, ben, maybe you can give us just kind of an overview of where we're at and, and over the next five years or so, five, ten years, are, are there going to be some big things coming up with uh, wastewater treatment? Are we, have we, are we working our way through the last of that? Yeah, I mean, it's a constant evolution, but I would say the combination of those improvements, which again, in some ways financially were a blessing, I guess, because we had been planning on some of the improvements that were damaged in those past events got upgraded with insurance uh, that were part of a cooperative insurance program with other cities um, that we all are a part of. So that actually, in some ways, financially helped some of the, you know, kickstart some of these investments. And then as part of our capital planning, there was a study done, planful studying about upgrades because the plant is aging and needs an upgrade. This is really the major improvement restart. We do have in a few years a, a couple more projects that we're blending in, but this is really a major modernization, maintenance, and some upgrades to the facility to continue to be able to treat waste environmentally, you know, good stewards of the environmental management as well as just good functional operations of the system. The good news is, even though it's a big project, being financially responsible too, we planned it with some other debt falling off. Utilities get some extra credit benefits through the state of Minnesota, which is going to reduce our interest rate already on a strong bond rating that we have. Um, So residents really that we're looking at, um, minor increases, I would say, over the next five years based on the planning that we've done. So as an example, on the wastewater fund, it's about 50 cents per month more that that we'll pay next year 
increasing from about $47.44. Uh, so, so that's the increase that we've got there, $0.50 cents basically more off of that. So you're going to be at about 48 bucks a month, so $0.50 cents more. And on stormwater, that's a pretty low monthly cost, $3.40, and that one's increasing about $0.50 cents for those improvements. So, again, these are really forward-looking improvements to the infrastructure of the community that the mayor said a lot of us probably just take for granted, but... The council doesn't. They're investing. In fact, I think our utility funds on our tax levy supported funds and buildings that we've got, if we can get to the point where what we're doing in our utility funds, unfortunately, we've had to play catch up because of some decades old, maybe lack of investment. We're getting there and hopefully making some progress, though. But I think on the utility funds, um, even though it's a big project, it's really um, forward-looking, and I think we've been cost-effective on managing that. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about the Transit Hub. We saw some designs for the uh, Transit Hub. A couple of weeks ago, we had uh, C.C. Lindstroth in to talk about some of the designs they had or some of the uh, recommendations that uh, the group Age-Friendly Northfield had made and how uh, she said you were, she was happy to say they're working in some of those ideas. Uh, where, where are we at in the design process, and are we seeing some of those uh, issues that uh, people who have some mobility, uh, it's all easier said than done, and uh, yeah. the design means a lot. So uh, where, where are we at on that now? Yeah, Jeff, and I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I have uh, parents, in-laws that have sometimes had some mobility issues, and they don't move around quite as easily as I do. Right, and I know there that is the case for many people in our community. It could be from all, every age, right? And so, if we can design our buildings to ensure that everyone from what eight to eighty, I think, is what they say, right? It, that it it accommodates the needs of people that are, yeah, that maybe have some mobility challenges. And so, adding in an elevator and the stairs in the transit hub building will really add some. Um, mobility, especially um, accessibility for the building, which is a really important area and move in our community to increase. The transit hub is supposed to increase the mobility options for people. So ensuring that we've got a building that is uh, widely available to people of all walks of life and all walks are all abilities, I would say. The uh, some questions about the transit hub. What uh, do we have? Some of those mobility things addressed with this new design. Did the council vote on some things last night? Uh, Tell us some. You know what actually happened last night? Yeah, a number uh, uh, of meetings ago, the council did approve the thirty or the design thirty percent design of the construction plans. And then after that, we had some concerns that we had heard around age-friendly and some of the uh, transit folks. And so we said, oh, let's put a hold on this and let's get some good feedback. It's not built yet. We're still in early design phases. So they went back and did some tweaks to the plan, brought back to the council the recommendations. So the council basically reaffirmed with the design change added to include basically an at-grade access into the transit hub. In, ad- in addition to maintaining the upper level access off of the pavilion too, because we think we want good accessibility for really um, both locations of the transit hub, which is basically there's ba- bathroom facilities, restroom facilities, uh, you know, temperature controlled area to wait is basically the main use of that. And then the pavilion is going to be an area that we'll be able to host. People could be waiting there, but we could have small events and gatherings. Now, again, we're fortunate 1.795 million that we got from the state of Minnesota you know, currently we're estimating there will be a about a half a million dollar local cost with that. 
if you spread that out over a bond issue, though, it should be a fairly uh, minor increase. You know, if you just stood that alone without anything else on a tax impact, it's less than half a percent, probably impact to tax. But that's on a current estimate that we've gotten will be coming back later. But so the, basically the next steps in the project for the council would be final design approval to authorize for bidding. Now, the, uh, I'm looking at from the packet last night, there was some uh, design uh, drawings and such. We have a transit hub and a pavilion and, of course, the existing depot. What is the function and functionality of the transit hub and the pavilion? What I what are they there for? <laughs> so the the transit hub itself is going to be our main hub that okay. we have for our transit connector bus that goes down to goes to Lonsdale currently, also goes down to Faribault for people. And then we have an internal city bus system that got two routes that circulate around. That'll be a transit location where People can, you know, use the restroom, wait for the hub, switch buses. And so that's all planned and Hiawatha Land supportive of that. Benjamin Bus on trips to the cities has said they're looking for this type of a location to load people to have a nice protected area. Um, and then we hope to continue to explore other transit opportunities for the city as well uh, for that location. You know, the the future use of the existing historic depot is a little bit in question about the long term. It's being used for special events right now, and I think the pavilion's going to match that unique special event aspect. In fact, when the Save the Northfield Depot did some community engagement many years ago as they started that project, um, that's one thing that they heard is the community really wants it to be a destination place to be able to host visitors in addition to having transit needs of the community to try and to grow that opportunity so that, you know, people want to get you know, trips in town or out of town, that this can be a central location to do that. And so it's it's one piece of the puzzle. It certainly doesn't solve everything, but uh, it's, it's kind of a mixed-use uh, building based on feedback from the community. All right. Uh, more talk about uh, the Bridge Square. We're approaching final design, which I understand uh, is anything but final <laughs> at this point. Uh, but there are some designs that are starting to move forward. What uh, was discussed last night, and was there any action taken? So no action taken last night. That was just uh, we had the consultants. We have multiple consultants actually really working on this, and uh, some with um, specific historical um, context. Um, they've been working with SHPO. They'll be working with HPC in addition to the council. And so just really taking the, the historical reference of Bridge Square and ensuring that we are honoring that. And so there were some designs that were presented to the council last night and that they've had to actually adjust slightly to make sure that they are taking into consideration items that SHPO State Historic Preservation Office has uh, really articulated back to the design team uh, that need to be just slightly tweaked to ensure that we're we're maintaining that historical reference um, back to that Bridge Square area. And, and it's my understanding it's like they take like a hundred year time span or something like that. I thought they said last night, but really focusing in on somewhere around. I don't know, 1910 or 1920 or something like that. So that just really a careful consideration. This is a really important area of our community, and a lot of people gather there. And uh, I think they're bringing forward some really thoughtful designs that will be vetted here in the near future, hopefully, uh, with 
both the HPC and the council. Moving forward, this uh, I, Rich was saying that uh, there's about 30% final at this point. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, what are the steps that you're going to have to do to get this finalized and mm-hmm. get a final design? It'll go back for uh, the final review through our um, through the state of Minnesota um, for mm-hmm. the historical verification and authorization of it. It will have to go through our local heritage preservation commission and our council, and so um, that's some of the steps that are completed. Um, there's a couple of design options that are still getting reviewed on the I guess the river part, riverside part of the uh, park improvement. You know, like Shippo called out, slightly adjusting the bend in the old what's going to be the old the current water street being converted to basically more of a pedestrian entrance into that area and crossing to distinguish the two kind of the historical bridge square in the center and then the river part along the the river massaging that a little bit to maybe reduce a little bit of the curvature there's still evaluation of whether a pergola is included or not and if the pergola is there making sure it's historically relevant and and matches in well uh, with the facility so it's kind of fine-tuning things and again, as the mayor said, I think it's it's part of it is uh, how do you how do you maintain this beloved park and cherished park? Maybe enhance some of the areas that aren't functionally used really well right now, like along the river, make that a little more functional in that street. And again, not everybody agrees that that street should be closed for it, but we heard you know I would say majority approval of the public was supportive of it, and the council certainly has an interest to close that down distinguishing those two parks and really enhancing some areas that aren't currently used to have some other uses but still doing a good job of in, uh, of having the events that we have there work well. I would say earlier about the improvements, most of the cost of this project is actually the street part of the infrastructure that we're doing. And I know that not everybody looks for problems. As a city administrator, I probably focus too much on problems. <laughs> and so there's huge cracks in the road that have got issues. Um, the 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 grass along there has a you know a lot of it's just kind of dirt exposed and so you get rain or you get heavy usage and it causes issue we've got you know issues with some of the paver blocks that we've got actually some of the landscaping's got some issues some of the trees are actually not in the best condition and some we know are going to be diseased trees so again it's, it's a, a great it's a great park it's a great <laughs> it's a great park but i just want to say that it's due for a, you know it has some needs for improvement and attention mm-hmm. and so this isn't just about wanting to have mm-hmm. something brand new and to look at in fact we want that to cherish that and to keep that but it's kind of a refresh for it and the council had some concern about cost and we, we're going to get into cost estimating and what are the costs and options of that and so I, but i think if you don't have kind of a vision you can maybe do things incrementally too as we come back and i'm not saying we do all of it incrementally but there might be some options to do that but if you don't have the plan and go through it then you can add things later, but if you don't have a plan, then it really mm-hmm. makes it difficult to do anything. And I, I think it's getting to that point of needing some updates. All right. We've got to move on. A couple, mm-hmm. a couple of final thoughts from me. Okay. I, I don't like that pergola. I think oh. the tree, the canopy lines look better. I yes. really like that. We're uh, in just, agreement there. Yeah, okay. All right. And uh, you, you mentioned SHPO. Uh, which yeah. is the state historic preservation something a, a group, yeah that that <laughs> uh, uh, that has to approve things like this. Where, where do they start and where do they end? Is that just a city thing? Because we got developments all over town here. Are they all going to have to go through Shippo? Will they have to go through our local uh, state, our uh, historic preservation district? Both. 
Yeah, that might be a show on its own, Jeff, to get into the nuances of that. We have uh, Reve Needham, Michaela Schmidt. Uh, be happy to come in and talk about that sometime. Let I would say at a high level, if it's a city-initiated project, they have actual approval authority. to. We want to maintain that historic designation. They have to give us that certification. Mm-hmm. Do that. Okay. We want to honor it to make sure that we stand out and it preserves that designation. Privately, it's a little bit different where there's powers designated to our local heritage preservation. So we're doing private development review. Our local heritage preservation has the authority, but we still get SHPO's input on it. Okay. Let's move on to that private development. You got a look <laughs> last night at, uh, I believe this is primarily Fifth and Washington, wasn't it? Was that what was talked about last night, uh, the new development that has been proposed there? Well. <laughs> yeah, is it other things? Was it, it different? It's a really, um, it, I would say it's both. It's, mm-hmm. it's looking at... Um, I would say the projects, two major downtown projects that are really fulfilling a number of key initiatives of the city, including increased housing options in our downtown, addition of a new hotel and restaurant to increase our our tourism economy, as well as strengthen our local colleges that rely on visitors and prospective students, Um, and uh, a home for our new liquor store, which has been identified like a really like multiple mm-hmm. tens yeah <laughs> oh my gosh a long time people have been trying to find a solution for how to update uh, this building that truly needs to be updated to make it more accessible and friendly so that people can get in there and shop if they want to and right now it's not and so there there's a really creative solution that I think as I said hits on multiple um City Council strategic initiatives and needs in the community, and that's that Fifth and Washington uh, project where you see the outside envelope of that building is really the post office, potentially the liquor store, and a couple other retail stores, and and hiding really structured parking in the center of it, and it was really. Uh, creatively designed, and a lot of people are really appreciating that, and, but also looking for how do we continue to improve it and take it to that next level where it really does reflect well uh, with our historic district. You're smiling at me, Jeff. This is like, <laughs> these are not yeah. easy, easy solutions, mm-hmm. but I think that Fifth and Washington one especially has put a lot of effort to see how you can create something that's really unique and attractive to, and that will add value uh, to that area over there, which is now just a, a flat parking lot, which really isn't, it's serving a need, but there's so much more that could be done with that area. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing that come forward. The two projects, though, also includes that Fifth and Water Street mm-hmm. area that we've also been talking about. And there's a lot of careful analysis that's being done. We don't have all of the information yet. And uh, all of those things are still in the works. There's still mm-hmm. due diligence that's being done. And just look forward to... Um, the next steps in this, city staff and the Lander Group are really hard at work on this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, looking at the plans, um, I, I agree with you that uh, that can be put to a much better use, and I like the uses that, that that puts it to. You know, it's but really, I think me and I speak for a, probably a lot of people on this. Uh, your average person, uh, can we rearrange the bricks on that? It looks like a box. Uh, you know, here we are in historic downtown Northfield. Uh, we've got a building that 
is very functional and filling a lot of needs, but can we make it look a little more historic than that? Oh, you're talking about Fifth and Water now. Yeah, Fifth and Water. Let's just be and clear. And also the Archer House and probably oh, sure. what, because we've had two mm-hmm. of the three buildings come up, yeah. and they both look like these modern designs that aren't going to enhance Northfield. Um, I know we're early in the planning stage, and that yes. could change. That was but... very purposeful. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That was very purposeful. Okay. Yeah. What What was that purpose? To We are getting a lot of feedback and input. Uh, okay. At the 30% design phase gives that opportunity for the community, for city leaders, to identify areas of concern and things that they really like about it. And our HPC, they did a fantastic job of really going through each individual element of which they have responsibility for with regards to the Archer House now mm-hmm. to give feedback to the developer to say, okay, when you come back next time, we <laughs> really want you to address these Good. things. And uh, I'm really hopeful, Jeff. Uh, we've got people that really care about our community and want to deliver quality projects. Now, that being said, we are also a town of many opinions, of which you are very mm-hmm. well aware. But we are asking for something better. We are really... Um, People are really concerned about this, and they should be. This is in the heart of our downtown. It's adjacent to the historic district, or in the case of the Archer House, is in the historic district. And how we build these buildings and what we deliver on them is really, really important. All right. Yeah, I completely agree <laughs> with the mayor. I would just say, yeah, I mean, on, particularly mm-hmm. on the city projects, uh, to, to start with, I guess, since that was what was hand last night, we're going to be going back out during this due diligence because we need to put numbers to all of this. That's one thing that yeah. we've got next. The council's cautiously optimistic, but we've got kind of design. Now we're going to be moving into number crunching and looking at putting those pieces together, putting development terms and conditions to protect the city if it's you know development investment, make sure that we've got some protections with the city side of it. But in the meantime, we want to hear particularly on the 5th and Washington. I think 5th and Water needs some more. There hasn't been as much attention to that design yet. Mm-hmm. We got a preliminary look, though. We can take some feedback. But on 5th and Washington in particular, I think now's a great time to hear from people because we can Good. make design changes now. In fact, so we're going to be doing some engagement with the public concurrent with this due diligence. The council wants great design. They're part of the opinion of that average person, like the mayor said, that they want to see excellence there. It's a little bit different in those areas, though. There can maybe be a little more creativity uh, in those adjacent versus in the district. So the Archer House, as the mayor said, is in the district, and they're definitely back at the drawing board to come back with something. I would say, though, and we can do more education, that would be actually probably a good show to talk about that maybe in greater depth. You, you got to be careful because the, the historic standards is very clear that you don't try and mimic history. That's actually a big no-no on that. But you can give a nod to history while also recognizing the modern kind of design and architecture with it. So it's finding that right balance. And I think they've got the right design team to get there. Now, as the All mayor right. said, you're not going to get 100% probably approval on everything. And But I think that the, the goal is is to get back to something that, you know, that finds that nice balance. Good, good. That's yeah. exactly what I wanted to hear from you. Yes. <laughs> All right. we, this isn't done five yet. Stars. There's still room. It's just yeah. a starting point. We want to reinforce that uh, and see different things in the future. Coming yeah. forward, I'm sure we will. We're just about out of time. Um, is there anything else about that particular topic, that development mm-hmm. that you want to mention? 
probably more steps coming forward to the council tentatively sometime in September. We haven't pens it's fairly aggressive, but we're going to try and get there maybe late September and then maybe again in November, but we'll see the, the I think we'll get more clarity as All we right. come ahead. All right. Okay. Uh, one, one final thing I was going to ask you at the beginning of the show and, uh, didn't, and that is that, uh, uh, you have, uh, you had a meeting last night, a closed door session involving some litigation that's come, come by, um, can you tell us anything about that? Would you like to say anything about that uh, impending litigation? All right. Well, yes, we had a closed session on a couple of items related to threatened litigation, but I don't have anything else to add on that issue as we don't comment really when we're in litigation, but we'll be happy to talk again when it is resolved. But what I do want to highlight mm -hmm. is that we've got a couple of open houses coming up here. One is August 16th, and that's for the college 2024 uh, College Street and Water Street area reconstruction projects. Really, really important areas of the community where that infrastructure is crumbling. And so I'm just so excited uh, to be at this moment to see those areas of our city receive a much, much needed upgrade. So that open house is Wednesday, August 16th, 530 to 7 at City Hall, second floor training room. And then we also have another one for our 2024 Wall Street Road project. That one's October 25th. Uh, that's an, uh, the third neighborhood meeting from 530 to 7, again, at the City Hall's second floor training room. So these are really forward-thinking city projects. And uh, uh, they'll be along or they'll be around for a really long time. And we want the greater community to really weigh in on these because everyone in our community utilizes our road projects, our road streets. Uh, our sidewalks, you see people walking all over the community. And so we need to ensure whatever we're bringing forward meets those broader needs and goals of uh, of our community. And I would just like to say, <laughs> and I said it last night, we added 505 trees to the city in 2022. That is amazing. And that's not Normal. Can I just say, and I, I think I said last night, we need to bold that and put it in large font and maybe a few exclamation points. Where are they at? All over the community. Okay. Is this within the road projects? And it's all in public property okay. and yeah, all over mm -hmm. the place. Right. It's, if you, if you see some. That's a good amount of trees. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like the mayor said, we have project pages. Get signed up if you want to follow those. Um, there are, you know, we're filling some sidewalk gaps and there's some trail improvements with that and, so we, now's the time to hear from people. Yeah, exactly. We, we, wanted, we want feedback on that. Yeah, exactly. Those open meetings, folks, um, if that affects you, attend it. You have a, and see what's going on with it and give your two cents worth because now's the time. We're out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. We, we're out of time 10 minutes ago, but so we went on anyway. But thank you so much for joining us. Much appreciated. Yeah. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Martin.